Good evening and welcome back to the ME7 podcast. Well, I thought we were going to have nothing to talk about tonight. And then Scott Kaskiff has walked through the Priestfield door. Yes, the ex-Wickham Wanderers forward man has signed this afternoon uh, for Neil Harris's men to strengthen, or well, not strengthen because there is no strike force, but to um, to to come in and start the strike force that Neil Harris is, is trying to build. I'm joined by Owen Stanley this evening. Owen, are you there? I'm indeed there. Hello. You are, you are. good. Good. Owen, um, we were we was we were we were quite worried that we were gonna have absolutely nothing to talk about um tonight. So we are we are more than happy to see at least one signing walk through that Bristol door at four o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, it turned into a to a bit of rush. We missed each other the last couple of days saying we don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna have to pick something out of nowhere to try and talk about for twenty five minutes. But thankfully we've uh We've gone through and got uh, got someone through the door today to at least give us a bit of a topic. Otherwise, I think I've been uh, on a record for probably the most boring jewels related show it's ever been. But thankfully, <laughs> case. So yeah, okay, we have signed um, this afternoon. Scott Kaskiff. Scott Kaskiff has joined the jewels. Um, yeah, I mean, give us uh, obviously he's an experienced player, just only twenty six, which which quite surprised me when I was reading up on him. Twenty six years of age, um, but. He's more than experienced at this level. Um, yeah, just give us your your initial thoughts ahead, ahead of Scott coming in the door. It's interesting. I was actually last week I was looking at uh, on transfer market online about players who are free agents, and he's one of the names I saw. And it's sort of a, you know when you look past players' names, you sort of give it, give it a bit of a, oh, is there? That's interesting. But then I sort of like had a few other players that was a bit more, <laughs> a bit more looking at thinking I'd really like him. But his name popped up, and I thought that's not too bad. He could be, it could be an option. Obviously, he had that really, really impressive season with Wickham when they first uh, came up into into League One a few seasons ago and obviously since then it's been a bit uh, it's been a bit up and down for him I think in terms of his, his career he had that really good um, spend in front of goal win that League Two season but since then it's been a bit more sporadic in terms of the goals it's not been as consistent obviously he left uh, Wickham and then ended up going to Crew, who obviously went down much like we did um, I think this is in January this year actually he went to Crew. The contract was terminated, and obviously we all know Crew ended up exactly where we did. So it's one of them where I think I think there is definitely a potential there. I think there is a good player there. I think he's shown already in his career that he's capable of scoring goals at this level, and obviously this is the level we're at now. So it's good to get someone who has got um, pedigree within this within this level. It's interesting. A lot of people seem to be saying a lot of our wicked fans seem to be saying he's a lot better when he's playing alongside a, a target man. So Maybe we'll see the return of um, you know, Cody and Bayo like partnership that did so well for us in League Two back in the day. Yeah, you mentioned obviously he scored goals at this level before. He did. He scored six, 16 goals in 29 appearances um, during that League Two year for, for Wickham during 2016 17. He then um, spent the next two to three years a part of that crazy promotion push that ended up with Wickham. In the championship under Gareth Ainsworth, um, just yeah, it, just how important is that going to be to this Gillingham side that he comes with not only a, a goal scoring pedigree at this level, like you mentioned, but also a, a know how of how to get out of this division. 
Well, yes, yeah, obviously important because people will obviously go on about the lack of signings we've had. Like we've we've been doing it ourselves about the frustration of not being able to get anyone in. But when you need when you get a striker and you need someone who mm. has already been there and done it in the sense you can't just bring in anyone without a goal record just because you need a position field. So it's good that we've gone with someone who does have the pedigree in, in the position has shown he can score goals. And I think obviously with 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 Cashgate coming in and the record he's had previously with, with promotions from Wickham, it's obviously good to have someone there who's been there and done it. That was a big stable of what made us so good in 2013, having all the players that had the experience of doing it before and that's what got us over the line. Obviously, he is, you know, on his own now. It's not even that, you know, it's all about experience. Heads, you tend to associate that with players who are like in their 30s or towards back into the career. But as you say, he's only 26. So to have that, Experience already is really good. Obviously, we're going to need a few more, a few more strikers up there with him. And once we get some more in, it'd be give us a more rounded view of what we can expect from him and his play style, his link up play, and what we can do to get the best out of him. Yeah, is it is it is it a slight worry that um, he he he's coming from a crew side where he's not played much football? He's ended up getting released because of. Uh, obviously, because of of their own own issues, is is that a slight worry that he's not he's not set on fire at Crew, or is it kind of well, this is a this is a fresh start for him now? No, I'm not. I'm not really interested about what he did at Crew. Obviously, we see when players come into teams that are down there and they're struggling. I think you know as as well as he did do for us. Probably a lot of people expected Ben Thompson to have a bigger impact to us than he actually did. But when you're surrounded by players who aren't up to that level, it obviously makes it a bit easier to stand out and be noticed because the team's not performing to the same sort of heights that you are. And I think in terms of, you know, not particularly scoring many goals for crew or whatever, I don't think that's something that's too much of an issue. We know, for example, um, Mikel Mandron at crew, who's obviously here, he was, um, was scoring a few goals for them, but not that many. He didn't seem to set the world right there either. So I think it's maybe just a case of, you know, you're joining the team in January who were, uh, you know, because I think, I think in January it was just before the back end of January is when we played them and we were, I think, four points behind them still at that point. Obviously, we ended up finishing substantially a higher amount of points than they did, even though we still went down. So I suppose it was a more indication of where they were than anything about the individual player. But I think... Coming to a new club, a new fresh start is going to be which is just what he wants, just what he's looking for, and it'll be interesting to see how we can uh, adapt that to his game and hopefully get the best out of him. Yeah, obviously it's it's well known that um, Kaskov during his time at Wickham kind of played all along that front three, um, both right, left, and and central. Um, is it an indication quite early on that Harris wants that forward line to to be adaptable? Depending on what formation he wants to play that week, I hope so. But I think you need the forward line to be adaptable anyway, because we saw last last season we were just basically a one-trick pony, get the ball into the fence, two fell Oliver, and hope for the best. There wasn't really a plan B, and that's not No Harris's fault. It's just down to the fact that those mm. all we had in terms of options, because the players up front of an Oliver didn't have the quality to, you know, be interchangeable and be dynamic, whereas. Now, if we have a team who are versatile and can do different roles in those positions, like obviously Kashki can play left, right or in the middle, that'll give defences something to think about because they'll see him as a striker, but then they'll see him pop up on the left and the right and they'll start second-guessing themselves. And obviously, 
when we get uh, more attacking players, I'm sure that versatile nature is what they'll be looking for. I think we're going to be going for another um, another target man, if you like, just because I think you need one at this level. Because maybe not as a starter, but you definitely need it as another option when you're chasing the game or something like that. And then, um, yeah, another striker after that as well, I would have thought. And then we can see how all the different styles of play that we have going up there can uh, intellect and uh, help each other and then see where we can go. Yeah, two two names um, that have kind of been mentioned as a target man kind of role would be Paul McCallum and Harry Smith. Um, McCallum's been heavily kind of linked with us over the past weeks, and then obviously Harry Smith has has come into it um, in the last week or so after playing under Harris at Millwall. Um, if if either one of them come off, would you would you be happy with either one of them? I mean, I'd be very happy with McCallum. I think he's. His record in, in the National League is very good. I think he's a player. I've watched his highlights when we were heavily linked with him. He's one of those sort of poachers type players, but he's good in the air. Someone puts the ball across the box, he's going to be the first one to get there. He's instinctive. He's a bit of a problem for defenders in the box. I think he's definitely one that would be a, a nuisance in a very good way for us. And I think he's hopefully someone that, um, you know, Neil Harris came out and said it wasn't happening a few weeks ago, but. If you believe everything you read in the forums, etc., there's still a bit of shining light in the in the distance for that deal. I think Harry Smith's a bit of a different one because most of McCallum he is still under contract, and I think it's more a case of McCallum probably wants to be going up a division at this point in his career, so he's probably more inclined to leave uh, Dagenham to potentially join another League Two club. I'm not sure Harry Smith would be in the same sort of position where you know he's desperate to get out of it and already probably feels quite settled there at the minute, but. And obviously, it's another fee we'd have to pay as well. Can, I don't know if, um, you know, with those two names, I think it probably would be more likely one or the other because I certainly can't see us playing two separate transfer fees for both of them. But you know, if it was for me, I'd go for McCallum. But Harry Smith does seem a decent player. I think he's one of those, another example, where he's a young player from the area, much like Sean Raggett, we haven't really capitalised on and got through the door at an early age. And now he's... Um, Applying his trade somewhere else, and we're trying to get him back here. But I think, you know, McCallum's definitely the number one target for me personally. I think he'd be a great fit for us. But just know, it's a transfer window. You can have all your all your favourites and who you want to be, and who you might want to come in, and you'll get someone like Scott Cashgate, who wasn't a name that I heard anywhere in terms of rumours. It came out completely out of the blue, so you never know what. Yeah, yeah, no, very true. Um, okay, so this is obviously number 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 four. Um, for the door, Harris had obviously said in the week um, that he he won't be he won't be he won't be pressured as such into into making the wrong the wrong signings for the football club. Um, there's a little quote here that that he, he said he said he obviously can't control the market and where where we are at financially with the market. Um, he just wants to get the best players and the best characters for the deals. Um, uh, to give them a, the opportunity of being a, a top seven League Two side um, this season, um, you have to be. He, he said he has to be patient, um, but, but uh, between the balance of what he wants um, and he wants to put a group of players together, I'm proud of and enjoying the watching. Um, and if that basically takes all the way up to the uh, um, the first game of the season, pretty much, or the first day, September the first, should I say? Um, then, then so be it. Um, Owen, really interesting quote in there um, that says um, 
he wants to he wants to get the best players and the best characters in to give Gillingham Football Club the best opportunity of being a top seven side in League Two. Okay, uh, is that putting a little bit of pressure on a little bit too early, considering how slow we've been in the market? No, I don't think so. I don't think Neil Harris, in his opinion, is someone who wants to be in the two for more than one season. I don't think he's a manager who should be in the two at all, let alone for the one season. So I think in his mind, he's saying that basically this is the season where hopefully we can just get our business done and go straight to the cup again. I know it sounds a lot easier when you say it like that, but I mean, to be, to be honest, I think a lot of fans are probably thinking we should be getting top three. So if I just says top seven, maybe I should relieve the pressure a bit more than anything else. But, and, you know, with all due respect, looking at um, the table last year, looking at the teams in the playoffs, it's, it's not really unrealistic to say that we should be in that in that chasing pack or maybe a bit ahead of it, but it all does depend on our on our transfer business. We've not got any God given right to be at the top, and I think it's one layer. You know, you mentioned his characters, and obviously with the experienced players we've got now, we have Williams, O'Keefe, and even Cash gets to an extent, I suppose, and Aimer. We are slowly but surely getting a, a group together who know what they're doing they've been here and done it and obviously we've got the blend of uh, the youth as well with players like Jeffries coming through and uh, I was going to say Henry Woods but I think he's gone to a Maidstone this afternoon so yes yeah but you know it's all about getting the right characters in and people who want to be I think last season we had a few who were just sort of like they almost given up to an extent in certain games and just wanted the season to be over and done with and now get on the holidays and whatever and you know, this season we need players who are committed to hopefully getting us back to well, so where we belong. But I don't think that's an outlandish statement considering we've got the probably got the record for the most amount of uh in that division now. So it's just about everyone coming together and doing the right thing for the club and hopefully we can get back to the that level and then we don't have to be in League Two for much longer than we'd like to be. Yeah, you mentioned about the blend of youth and experience. Um, the four signings that we've obviously made is Will Wright, <coughs> Sean Williams, Dom Jeffries, and then obviously Scott Casquette this afternoon. Two youngsters in Will Wright and and Dom Jeffries, and then two more experienced pros, as such in Sean Williams and Scott Casquette. Um, of the four signings that we've made so far, just give us your your review of them. Um, obviously we would like to more than four at this point and I think we're still quite slow on that front I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can get at least another two in this week I think because we've got our first game on Saturday I believe with Folkestone so we need the players um, I'm excited by Will Wright I think he's going to be someone with a lot of potential I think he's you know someone we I think he'd probably be seen as an ideal replacement for Tucker because of the age and coming in with a lot of experience in National League level at his age as well is very impressive. I think he's going to be one where, you know, hopefully halfway through the season we're looking at him thinking that as a as a steal of a transfer to get him in on a free. But um, yeah, I think he, I think out of all of them, I think he's the one I'm most excited for to see how he gets on. I think Jeffries will definitely have potential. He, as we said before, he comes with great regard from probably his peers at Brentford. He seems to be an energetic young midfield player and hopefully we can see that and obviously the worry I have with him is just the B team thing. It's hard to judge, like I was saying last week with you know Dan Phillips and Tom Dixon Peters. It's never as easy as seeing someone with a good record in the B side and hoping it will transfer itself over to league football. It doesn't always happen that easily. Uh, Williams is is hopefully just going to be what we expect him to be: calm, composed, experienced, big, level-headed. Just does his job quietly, as he said. 
and it'll be one of those players that we can hopefully see as more of a reliable player in a change room who can make the big difference. And obviously, Cash get as I said, hopefully, hopefully just scores goals. That'll do me. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned briefly there. Um, uh, yeah, football's back. Football is back um, on Saturday as the Jules travel to Folkestone and Victor for their first pre-season friendly. Um, and yeah, obviously, um, it, yeah, it's, it, I guess, yeah, exciting. Exciting to see, um, hopefully, the four new faces, um, providing they're fit and healthy and well. Um, and then the, the, the current crop, um, that were there from last season, and then obviously he mentioned in um, a couple of days back that there would be trialists trying to earn a contract. Um, Owen, I don't know if you're going. I'm going. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if we've decided yet um, if we're going or not. But I, I am going. I am going. I am going Saturday. So um, yeah. you're, welcome, you're welcome to come along with me. Um, so yeah, um, uh, obviously yeah, folks, on Saturday. Um, yeah, what are you? What are you hoping for? What are you? Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. What are you? What are you wanting to see? Uh, just well, I'm going to go now because he just offered. Um, <laughs> just want just want to see new players. See how they get on. Obviously, you'll get you'll get people who are just well, they haven't seen games in so long. They'll be so keen to judge everyone on the first ten minutes of a game against Folkestone. And be, <laughs> you know, one of the new signings will will take a heavy touch, and that'll be him needing to go out the door because he's not good enough. You know. <laughs> Yeah, let's look and see what how how everyone gets on. Obviously, it's um, first time we're going to see everyone blend. Maybe we've been working on different patterns of different players already and link up players and things like that. So that'd be good to see. Obviously, want to be look, keeping an eye out for um, you know the the trialists. It's obviously that time of the year where where people see photos of people in training. It's always the good game of is it is it a trialist or is it a youth player because no one really seems to know. Um, you know, I'd like to see if there's anyone recognisable we've got on trial. Obviously, last year when we were, I think we played a home game against, um, I can't remember who it was, towards the back end of the pre season. We had um, Mustafa Cario and um, I can't remember his first name, Hall, who used to play for Oxford. I think it's wrong. Yeah. yeah, and I think we probably signed the wrong one in the end, but it's um, difficult to uh, to really judge you know, who, who we're looking at until we give them a few more games. Obviously, it's going to be. A case where the Charles will probably have a few this Saturday, and then we'll have a different bunch the next game. So I suppose we'll see. But I'm hoping to just see, just see some football for the first time in a little while, and hopefully, hopefully we'll win. If not, who cares? But hopefully we just see see the new boys in action, and we can see some impressive stuff. Okay, right. So we've got about ten, uh, seven, eight minutes left of the show, um, and we uh, we kindly had um, six or seven questions being be, be sent in for us. Um, so yeah, let's whittle through these quite quickly. Um, put these put these to you, Owen. Um, are you concerned about the lack of friendlies? Um, because will it will it leave the squad undercooked going into the Wimbledon game? I think Harris has always been quite consistent. It's only wanted six, I think, is what he said. Under Evans, we always had about like nine or ten. Um, Depends, really. I don't think there's there's going to be a massive problem with it. I think the only problem we'd have is more that we don't have the the squad size. But I think there's still one more to be announced. I think you were saying that you had a had a home game against a Premier League team that um, was about to be agreed. But this is a couple of weeks ago, so maybe it's gone a bit quiet on that one. But 
to my knowledge, we already have, I think, five already lined up. I think I can't, off the top of my head, I know Folkestone's one, obviously. We're home to Portsmouth, yeah. South End away, and then... Over. Over, yeah, and then something else. It's been difficult because we're really used to usually having the standard like Ebbsfleets, the Dartfords, you know, people like that. It's always quite easy to keep an eye on, but this season seems a bit more, bit more difficult. But no, I'm not really particularly worried about about friendlies. I think they may, they're just about fitness, and I think they won't be particularly undercooked at all. I think as soon as we'll be getting more and more players through the door as pre-season goes on, it's just about getting people ready for the first game. Harris will know that. Okay, uh, next one. Um... How yeah, I, I guess we've already answered this really. Like how 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 worried should we um should we be about the lack of um pen to paper to get contracts signed? Um because obviously um with the team with the with the season starting earlier, um should we be worried that the team then has less time to gel? Well, the longer it goes on, I suppose, yes, but I think Firstly, we need a goalkeeper. I know it's not the most exciting signing in the world, but we need one. It's just we can't play rush goalie all year. Um, it's a bit concerning, yeah, because you look at you know. So it's an argument people make all the time where you say we're not signing enough players, and everyone will say, well, you know, I think Colchester, for example, haven't signed anyone. And it's like, yeah, but they, I very much doubt they had seven contracted players at the start. Who, when you didn't really want all of them to be there anyway, they probably had a settled squad before that, who not many have left. Whereas we're looking at a complete rebuild and we still need a lot of positions filled. We, we still don't have a right back. Um, you know, we'll probably be looking at another midfielder now, I suppose, because Woods has gone. Maybe not, though. Maybe just wasn't going to get any game time to let him go. Uh, we need some wide players. We need a couple more strikers. We've still got a lot of business to do. And obviously, the season starts in just over a month. So, it is the case of we're probably going to have to be pushing out, you know, a couple a week at this rate to get to where we want to be. But I'm, I would suspect the window, our access in the window will still be going on past the start of the season. And it's hopefully just the players we are going to get in, they've had a decent enough pre-season that they can do because we don't want to, I don't really like the idea necessarily of bringing in players who haven't had a pre-season just before the season starts because obviously they might end up a bit behind. But... Is a bit of a worry still at this point, but thankfully it seems like this way we are making strides. Okay. Uh next one. Um does that then does that then lead to the questions of um of Scally wanting to go for it next season? Um questions are obviously are asked about the recruitment and 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 Harris signing players, but then does the finger ultimately start then being pointed upstairs that he's not getting the back in, or is it a case of Harris has not quite found what he wants at the moment and contracts are not quite ending yet? What 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 do you think it might be? Harris has come out in the past week and said that there's there's been deals there, people have been ready to sign on the dotted line, then it's fallen through. You would imagine that's due to financial reasons. Obviously, the one we mentioned before, Paul McCallum from what you hear, it sounds as though we were in pretty much pole position to secure that sign-in, but there was something with Dagenham that didn't quite get agreed and, you know, apparently the difference wasn't too much. It was just a little case of trying to agree a little finer detail at the end where Scally didn't quite fancy it. And obviously that's not happened. I think that if he had the ambition and wanted to progress and didn't get us back out of this division, then, you know, you, you just take the investment and put it in. 
to get that player in who's going to give us a bigger chance of doing it. The fact he's not is a bit a bit concerning, but not particularly surprising because we know all about Scala. We know he's not going to be, you know, putting money out there to get players. We're going to be free agents and whatever else because that's just what we do. And it must be frustrating as a manager when you've got all of these targets, but realistically, you're probably looking at him thinking, well, I can't afford him, can't afford him. So let's keep looking down and down and down. But I think he actually would do himself a bit more of a favour, Scully, if he did just give, you know, Dagenham, for example, from McCallum what they want, just as a sign of, I don't want to be in this division, so I'm going to do what I can to get us out. And I think people look at it and say, you know, fair play for actually putting the money in and showing they actually want to do something this season. Whereas, because he's not, he doesn't fancy doing it. It just doesn't really help his reputation because people will say, how much does he really care that we've dropped a division? And, you know, when you're not willing to, to back the manager, one of the best we've had in recent years, then, you know, I don't know where you leave yourself, but there is still time. Maybe he will get it done. I hope he does, but don't really think he will. Am I convinced? Not really. Yeah, OK. Um yeah the, yeah, the next question is, when we went down, um, I immediately thought we'd be contenders to come straight back up if Harris stayed. Um, yeah, looking at things, how we're going, they're a bit worried. What do you think? That's impossible to say. We've got four new players, haven't we? We've got ten players that come in last week. I don't think I can really make a solid argument to say whether we'll be top seven or not. I said earlier we, we should be top seven on the basis of you know, we've been a League One club for so long, but it doesn't really matter in that sense. It's a completely different team. I think we we simply just need to see the rest of the players we get in, the players we came, how they get on early doors before we sort of make any assumptions. Because it's difficult to say, you know, we'll be here, but we've only got one striker, or you know, we'll be down there. We haven't got a goalkeeper. You know, it's, I think we need a bit more time to see what the squad is going to be. I think it's a lot more helpful. Having Harris, and it would be not because I think, you know, someone like him being in League Two is quite ridiculous. To say, is even there, and it gives us a bit more of a, a bit more of a boost going forward that he is there, and hopefully we can, we can use that as a way of propelling us up again. I think it will be a case of I think we'll start quite slowly. In all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if we come out of the first month a little bit behind the chasing pack as everyone catches up with fitness. But I think. Hopefully, eventually, providing we get the right players, of course, we can make a push up the right end of the table rather than below us. I'm not entirely worried at this point. I think it just won't have a clearer view until we see the type of players we do have in the building. OK. Uh, last one. How convinced all is well behind the scenes? Um, uh, and do you think Harris will start feeling a little bit twitchy if we don't do a lot more in the market? Well, it's like I said, I think there's probably players that he wanted to get in that he's not been able to. I'm sure that was the same for, for Evans and everyone else who came before him. But I don't think there's particularly unrest behind the scenes. I know some people are getting a bit hyperbolic saying about the potential of you know, Harris walking if he doesn't get the players he wants. He's not that type of character. I don't think he'll still be here. I think it's just a case of he, he, he you know, as much as it's frustrating for him, he knew before he came in what the budget or lack of was at this football club and what you can expect in terms of backing from his chairman. He knew all of this and he still took the job. So I don't think it's it should come as a surprise as such to him what the situation is at the minute. Obviously, we'd like to get players in quicker than we have done. And I think we will start to see movement now this week. We've started strongly and hopefully, you know, for Harris, he does start to get the team he wants shaping up now. But I don't think there's anything 
particularly on rest behind the scenes, I think it'll be just more a case of, you know, having to be a bit more patient to see what comes off and we can go from there. Okay. Um, that is the end of episode 11 tonight. Um, number four is through the door for Neil Harris as the Jules head to Folks in Invicta on Saturday afternoon for their first pre-season friendly. Good night. <laughs>